Welcome to episode 76 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, build a legacy, and claim their spotlight. As we kick off our fourth year in podcasting, in this episode, we are going to take off some of the pressure of New Year's and the idea of New Year's reflections. We're going to share some of our ideas about being that kind of person and my challenges with some personal and personality typecasting. And we're going to go back to basics with my favorite two questions that can get you ready for the new year without all the pressure. Plus, if you want a big juicy reflection guide with prompts and questions, I've got that for you too. You can download it at theamandawagner.com slash reflect and we'll post it in the show notes. But again, no pressure. We're here to take the pressure off. I'm Amanda Wagner, speaker, business strategist, and professional hype woman. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who are tired of looking at others and saying, why are they doing that and I'm not? and are ready, instead, to claim their own spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and delights of being highly ambitious, and how even though we're impatient and at times anxious, we can be intentional and make strategic decisions about how to get more of what we want in a noisy world. Liz, it is January 3rd, 2023, as we sit down to record. And on January 1st, I kid you not, I saw four different posts from four different thought leaders and digital bigwigs recommending that we grab a jar and each day of 2023, we write down something that we are proud of, that we're grateful for, that we're celebrating. And then on New Year's Day next year, you sit down and read them all. Liz, tell me I'm not the only one who saw this. This was all over the place. I feel like my entire feed was just full of stacks of post-it notes. <laughs> right. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with this. No. This jar system must be working for people. But the fact that I'm not the only one who was inundated with this same activity, I felt some pressure. I'll be honest, it sounds cool. It sounds cool for future me, for New Year's Day next year to sit down and pull all these things out and have these memories. It sounds great. But what about the 365 days leading up to it? Do I have that kind of stamina? Do I have that kind of energy? And then as an anxious person, do I have the right jar? Do I have the right pieces of paper? Are the post-its going to get stuck to each other? Where does the jar go? Am I the only one doing this or is my partner doing it as well? At what point do I realize that this is just one more thing that I have to pay attention to? And on New Year's Day, am I going to open the world's saddest mason jar of good intentions with 10 little slips of paper from the first 10 days of January where I thought this was a great idea and this jar just collected dust for the other 11 and a half months of the year? Now, I don't want to shade the jar, If you have the jar and love the jar, keep the jar. I'm not telling you you have to stop. But for me, it just felt like this pressure that I wasn't ready for. Liz, you're nodding your head. Tell me how you feel about this. I'm just loving what you're sharing here because I, I totally get it. I felt a lot of those feelings as well. There's just so much inherent pressure that comes with January 1st. I don't think we need to layer more of that and give ourselves more tasks to do, like fill in this jar. Yeah. And again, there's, it's got to be working. 
But I, I don't know if it's the right system. And frankly, I love New Year's. When people ask about holidays, I'm like, I'm more of a New Year's person than a Christmas person. And this year, I really didn't have it in me. So even though New Year's is predictable, it is on the same day every year, this year it seemed to have come too fast. And I found myself saying, okay, New Year's, not yet. I didn't do my usual reflection. And I found myself saying, if I just have one day to sit down and plan it all, I'll be ready. But not yet. I need a couple more days to get there. And seeing this jar system or any reflection system all over the internet, it felt like pressure to do one more thing and to have one more system and to have one more opportunity to wake up in the middle of the night and think, shit, I forgot to do that thing. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome to the podcast as well as to my psyche. I have a very busy brain, the gift of anxiety, and a desire for more. I have impatient ambition. I want it all. I want it now. And so typically, January 1st is a really feisty time for me. It gets me really excited. I can't wait to start the new year. Hopefully, I've wrapped everything up. And this year, not having done that reflection made me feel like, am I not ambitious anymore? Am I not as motivated as I used to be? Where did my energy go? Granted, the last nine months have been different as we welcomed a child into our family and our, our schedules and lives changed. But still, I felt this like, is there something wrong with me? Liz, tell me about your experience of New Year's pressure. I feel a little bit of that sometimes as well, because I am less of a reflection type of person. And so you see so many people talking about how their years were and putting together video recaps of all of the things that they did and planning all of these things. And I start to feel like, should I be doing this? Am, do I not care as much about what happens in my life because I don't sit down and look back upon it? A hundred percent. Have I have I failed somehow because I don't have my top nine pictures of 2022? Did I not enjoy my year because I haven't sat down to put it all together? And that that depends on the year and how much of that content I allow myself to consume. Also, fair uh, enough. You know, as as would be any other day of the year, that comparison thing comes into play. I think I did used to experience this feeling a lot more than I do now. I think as I've gotten older, I have a lot more of a uh, like an effort attitude, like whatever you do you, I'll do me, whatever. But there right. were a few things this year that I thought, should I do this thing? I mm. never I never sit down and recap the year. Mm. I used to set resolutions years ago. I haven't in a long time. But mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people talking about the year compass this oh. year, which tell me more. It looks like a really neat uh, recap of the year and planning ahead sort of exercise. It looks lovely. And I thought that might be nice to do. I thought that a couple of different times. And then ultimately I was like, that's not who I am. That's not what I do. So no. <laughs> so interesting that you bring up this, this isn't who I am and this isn't what I do. I. Uh, Something that I think is funny, if you've listened before, you know that Liz and I love notebooks. There was a comment or a friend of mine sent me a post that said, gather round, ladies, it's time for the annual buying of the notebook that will change everything. I loved it. And 
because I haven't purchased said notebook, I felt behind. I've been soliciting ideas from my friends. I'm like, okay, what is your notebook? Dallas uses one particular notebook and Katrina uses another one. And and Liz, I know you have one that you love. And I'm in this weird spot of, do I want to stay paper? Do do I want to go digital? Which again, this is very inside baseball about a single day and a single reflection, but it, it feels like so much. So the fact that you, you brought us to this beautiful place of like, am I this kind of person? Maybe I'm just not. I am struggling right now with this. What type of person am I? Because I'm definitely somebody who has said, I'm not a woo-woo person. I'll say I'm one woo. I'm not a manifestation person. I'm not a gratitude journal person. And most recently, I found myself saying, I'm not a word of the year person. And I'm typically very black and white about this stuff, right? We, we joke, but mean very seriously. The reason that I go to therapy, I say, I pay for the gray. I pay to have somebody help me find that space in the middle to know that it exists and that even though it's uncomfortable for now, it doesn't have to be. Liz, what do you catch yourself saying in absolutes like this of what type of person you are? I catch myself saying, and I know this because I said it the other day to my partner, I like the idea of this. Oh, yes. I say it all of the time when people are doing their word of the year or or coming up with whatever their system is, I always say, I like the idea of this, Mm -hmm. but I don't ultimately know if it's me. I'm guessing a lot of people, this is the reason we're doing this episode, I'm guessing a lot of people think, that sounds great, Mm -hmm. but I really just, I don't know if it is. So I, I think it sounds lovely, but ultimately I am unsure of where I fall into this and what works best for me, if anything works best for me. I found myself getting hung up in a similar spot going, I like the idea, but I've made this statement that I'm not this person. So what happens if when I change my mind or I want to do something different? So as somebody who said, I'm not a word of the year person. Well, this year... I decided I wanted a word of the year because it felt right. And interestingly, I found myself saying, I'm not a word of the year person. And yet I have a word of the year. I almost found myself saying it to justify that I was a certain type of person. I had to ask myself, so what if I'm a word of the year person? Is there something wrong with that? And also, what if I want a word this year, but not next year? Does that still have some sort of weight on my personality or what type of person I am? I find that by doing this, I am not this person, or even like you said, the, I like the idea of this, but I'm not sure. It can add this layer of invisible pressure by thinking that taking one action makes me one type of person. And that type of person isn't likable isn't on brand, isn't in line with what I've said or what I've done in the past. So for example, even in the podcast, I like to think that there's a certain level of intimacy and that I share and I've openly cried on the podcast. There's certainly some vulnerability, but there are definitely things that I pull back on because I've said I'm not the type of person to share with you what I'm having for dinner or what my family's like or the last fight I had with my partner. So all of a sudden making a change to those rules feels like a lot. 
here it is. I, I'm putting it out there without the caveat of I'm not a word of the year person. My focus this year is on the words trust the space. I had a conversation with a friend in December while I was having a meltdown. And she said to me, it's time to look at your life and not just one year at a time. She said, if we're looking just one year at a time, we're creating all of this pressure. What if we just zoom out a little bit? And that's really uncomfortable for me because the idea of taking that space and believing that great things can happen in that space and that I'm not unmotivated or unambitious or a failure, it allows some space for opportunities, even though it was really uncomfortable. And in this conversation, in this meltdown, I had to talk through how I'm used to having every hour in my calendar being spoken for. Last year, my long-term contracts were all set out in November, December, and this year they're not. Instead of freaking out and rushing to fill it, I have to look at what I could do instead in that space. Because in this conversation with my friend, she was talking about how can I reschedule? How can I look at some of the busyness in a different way and create more space? And I have this written down because I said to her, I'm not fancy enough to cancel or reschedule. Thank you for the good eyebrow raise. Yeah, it made me pause too because she laughed at me. She said, what do you mean you're not fancy enough? to cancel or reschedule as though I created this invisible barrier of once I'm X type of person, again, once I'm a fancy enough person, then I'm allowed to do this. So creating these invisible rules have added so much pressure to New Year's. I don't have the notebook. I'm not this type of person. And yet here I am making this rule. I'm seeing the jar on Instagram and the one second everyday videos and the reels and the recaps and I've done none of it. And so instead of freaking out, I'm really saying, how can I trust that space? If I have space and if I decide to make space, I could actually write the book that I've been talking about for three years. I could sit back and think beyond money and instead focus on what I want to be doing more of. I could figure out what to do with all the things I've written and created and could repurpose all of this content in meaningful ways. I know that just lights you up, Liz, because it's so incredibly powerful to take what we have and repurpose it. And of course, I get to change my mind. If these words aren't working for me, if this focus isn't where I want to be, I can change them. I also want to try drop the pressure of being a word of the year person or not being a word of the year person because who cares if I am or if I'm not Liz when it comes to labels of being a certain type of person or that type of person are there any that you think you would benefit from dropping the label I don't know what labels I have in order to drop you know what I mean I haven't sat down to necessarily give myself those titles or mm -hmm. say that I do those things. Again, I'm not a very reflective person. So to sit down and think, I am this type of person and I am this type of person, 
I don't give myself those labels. Other than, evidently, because I just saw you coined, <laughs> I have given myself the label of not a reflective person. Right. But I, but, but don't I, don't I need that in order to know what I am or am not? <laughs> Great question. I feel like we're having a breakthrough moment here. The point that I'm trying to make is that, like, I don't want you to not do a reflection because you've pigeonholed yourself into saying, I'm not a reflective person. Sure. There's no worries there. I just don't care. Great. Great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have that freedom in there. I find myself going like, okay, I've said I'm this type of person. Therefore, if I change my mind, there's shame or guilt associated with that. Whereas you're looking, it sounds like at your tendency and going, yeah, typically I'm not a reflective person, but hey, if the mood strikes, I'm going to do it. And you don't necessarily have any shame or guilt around that. Now, I have to believe in every episode we record that we are not the only ones who experience this, that I'm not the only person going, okay, so maybe I haven't done my reflection and maybe I'm not into the jar thing and I didn't do the nine squares or the whatever, but I still want some of it. Am I still allowed to do it? It's January 3rd. It's like somehow I've missed the, the timeline. So if you find yourself craving some reflection, whether or not you consider yourself to be a reflection person, because again, to, to adopt Liz's words, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you are or you want to be or you're not or you change your mind. That's okay. And also, you can do this any of the 365 days of the year. You don't have to wait for January 1st to make a change or to decide to set a goal or to set a word. You can do yeah. this whatever the hell you want. Right. Who says it has to be because it's a new year? It can be because it's a new week or because it's Thursday afternoon. Who gives a shit? Do what you want. And that's exactly it. I think that's the piece that is missing from the, the content that we saw on January 1st. That's what's missing from the JAR system. It, it has this level of specificity that Liz and I love rules, right? We do not want to get in trouble. We are very good at following rules. And so for us to say, like, you can pick February 12th. Great. You could pick a random Thursday. It doesn't have to be at 10 a.m. You don't have to do it with a coffee. We can strip the rules from this. And yet, there's still value in some of these activities for people. So again, I'm not throwing shade at the jar. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at anybody's reflection system or their notebook. Instead, I'm here to say, do what you want. And if you want something like this, I got two things for you. So the first thing is my very low stakes, back of the napkin reflection, and it comes down to two questions. Question one, what do you want more of? Question two, what do you want less of? You can make it even easier, draw a line down the piece of the paper, and on one side write more, one side write less. That's it. You can do it anytime, and there are no formal rules. There are no specific action steps. There's no need to write out a plan or exactly how to get these things. Instead, it's just space to explore what you want. I find that this is one of the easiest and fastest ways to get my brain into a reflective space without feeling the pressure of handouts and having to choose the perfect pen for the perfect page for the perfect prompt. Bonus, 
I have an entire episode dedicated to these two questions that Liz and I released at this time last year. So check out episode 51 titled, Want More? You have to add and subtract to get what you want. I have been using these two questions in much of my coaching practice, as well as on stages and with bigger groups of people, as a quick way to get ourselves focused on ourselves and what matters to us. So again, what do you want more of? What do you want less of? If you're craving reflection, but don't feel like you have the time carved out to do it or the structure, there you go. You've got it here. Now, if you are one of those people, see, I find myself saying it all the time. If you're one of those people, if you are a human being who at this moment in time wants to do a big juicy reflection where you dig out your colored pens, set aside a few hours, you get your meal and your perfect drink, I've got you too. Typically, this is the kind of thing that I would do. I created a five-step seven-page reflection guide with space for you to fill in the blanks. You can download this free guide by going to amandawagner.com reflect and you can get your own copy to download. We will also put the link in the show notes. Now, the reason that I created this guide, I will not lie, I create it for myself and I create it for my lovely friend, Sina, because last year she took this guide that I created a year ago and with such earnest printed out a copy for herself, a copy for her husband, and they blocked off New Year's Day and they sat on separate couches and they did them and then they discussed them. And I was so tickled by this because again, I'm like, am I the only one who does this? And in November this year, she said, I hope you have one of those guides coming because we have New Year's Day blocked off. And so I created this guide thinking about what I needed to hear, but also so that somebody who did want this activity and did have the day set aside could really use it. Nothing delights me like people sharing their screenshots of their reflections to come to me and say, holy shit, you asked me to list 20 things that I'm really proud of for my victory log and it wasn't as hard as I thought. I looked at all the 20 things that I've done and I'm really proud of it. So regardless of if you keep this for yourself, if you share it with somebody, if you pick and choose certain prompts and questions, it's here for you. I never need to know how you use it. I just want to make sure that you have all the resources you need. And I'll be honest, if the jar system works for you, get your jar. I would love to to hear about what you come up with and how long it lasts. Oh, that sounded snarky. I shouldn't have been so snarky about that. That's all right. I have started far too many line of the day, one thing you're grateful for, and abandoned them after a week that this just might not be for me right now. Um, and frankly, this is an example for me of trusting the space. Trust what you feel like doing in that moment. Maybe you print off the reflection and decide, nope, this isn't for me. Maybe you decide what you want more of and less of and want to continue. Maybe you say, it's January 11th. I'm not doing any of this. Or maybe you pull it out March 10th. It doesn't matter. Trust what you feel like doing. That is good enough. With every episode, we love a good call to action. So I would love for you to consider... This is a, an opportunity for reflection if you choose to take it. 
What would you try if you didn't put yourself in a category of being that type of person? So if you weren't saying, oh, I'm not a reflection person, or I'm not a word of the year person, if you could strip yourself of that label, what's something that you would do or try? I would love to hear it. At the very least, I would love for you to explore this idea. I know that I certainly am. And again, I've got that reflection guide and haven't done it yet, but I am sitting down with my what do I want more of? What do I want less of? That's my starting point. Liz, is this another moment of not doing reflection or does this get any ideas going for you? Just being part of this podcast, I think, forces me to reflect more than I would on my own. So <laughs> thanks for that. It just that that naturally happens. Some of the conversations that we have and some of the questions that we have to ask ourselves, I would never do without mm-hmm. this project. So I think naturally I've become more of a reflective person by nature of the work, but perhaps I can see myself to, to consider the call to action today. What would I try if I didn't put myself in the category of being a non-reflective person? I might try something mm-hmm. like the year compass or download the reflection guide from your website might be something I could consider doing if I didn't stick within that title somebody approached me earlier this week and said would you be interested in doing an activity once a month with this group of friends like one month we could do aerial skills and one month we could go to the trampoline park and I instantly went I'm not an athletic type of person I was like Okay, but she asked if I wanted to try one thing for one afternoon that I never have to do again. This doesn't mean I have to be an athletic person in order to do it. So that's one of the things like, you know what? I would try a trampoline park because it's okay that I'm not an athletic person. And maybe it turns out I'm going to love it. I just noticed I've blocked a lot of things off by pigeonholing myself. Trampoline parks are really fun. I think you'd have a blast. I'm scared of falling. But they're trampolines. Yeah, I know. And right? there's foam everywhere in those places. They do look quite fun. They are They fun. do look quite fun. And I feel like it's a good test of the old pelvic floor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I don't want there to be any children there. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I want it to be like, we'll do it during school hours when all the children are at school. And sure. it's just like six ladies tramping about i feel like that's a different thing nope i love that let's make sure we call it that forever yep let's go tramping (laughs) (laughs) it is an absolute delight to be back with our 76th episode of the podcast we are opening up our fourth year and in the spirit of don't ask don't get i'm here with an ask i am booking speaking engagements for 2023 and i love to customize topics to meet your team your goals and help you get the results and the impact you want. Many speakers bring all sizzle, but no steak. They look fancy, they've got great slide decks, but they say a whole lot of nothing. If you are looking for a memorable speaker with clear objectives and action items, I am the person for you. Check out theamandawagner.com for some of my core topics and fill out the contact form so that I can be in touch with you. And if you need a storyteller on your team to help get your message out into the world, whether that's via social media or via some sort of writing project, I am here to help. You can visit my website, lizpittman.com, or connect with me on Instagram at lizpittman. One of the things that I decided I wanted more of 
was that I wanted more variety in the podcast. I wanted to reach people further away and in other networks. And so we're changing it up a little. We're doing some experimenting. That means that our next episode will feature our first ever guest, the brilliant Ashley Jansen, a productivity consultant who helps entrepreneurs and business leaders calm their chaos and reduce burnout through intentional time management. I have had the honor of working with Ashley and she's definitely helped calm my chaos and I cannot wait for this conversation. We have mentioned her names many times before on the podcast and now you get to hear straight from her As well, we're going to dig into some of the personal aspects of our relationship and some of the ways that she has supported me. I cannot wait for the next episode. Our very first guest, this feels amazing and I'm so excited for our next chapter. We will be back in two weeks with episode 77 featuring Ashley Jansen. And until then, my friends, we will see you on the internet. Are you drinking more water because you have a beautiful bottle with a fancy straw? Maybe you should put some fruit in it. (laughs) This looks like I'm off to a construction zone, though. It does. This is heavy duty.